Coming up on 5-Minute News. Rayshard Brooks' murder. Protesters set fire to Wendy's restaurant. Trump ignores virus, plans mass rallies as path to re-election. And climate worst-case scenarios may not go far enough. It's Monday, June 15. I'm Anthony Davis. Protesters have burned down the Wendy's restaurant in Atlanta, where a black man was shot by police as he tried to escape arrest. 27-year-old Rayshard Brooks was shot dead on Friday night after police were called to the restaurant over reports that he had fallen asleep in the drive through line. The incident, which was caught on video, looked set to fuel more nationwide demonstrations about the treatment of African Americans by police in the wake of the killing of George Floyd in Minneapolis. The unrest broke out after dark in Atlanta on Saturday, where earlier in the day Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms said she had accepted the prompt resignation of Police Chief Erica Shields over the death of Brooks. I do not believe that this was a justified use of deadly force, Bottoms said at an afternoon news conference. Brooks was the father of a young daughter who was celebrating her birthday on Saturday, his lawyer said. His death from a police bullet came after more than two weeks of demonstrations in major cities across the United States in the name of George Floyd, also murdered at the hands of police. Video shot by a bystander captures Brooks struggling with two officers on the ground outside the Wendy's before breaking free and running across the parking lot with what appears to be a police taser in his hand, clearly running for his life and possibly in the knowledge that white officers kill black men. Officers attempted to take him into custody after he failed a field sobriety test. Chris Stewart, an attorney for Brooks's family, said the officer who shot him should be charged for an unjustified use of deadly force, which equals murder. On the week that America reached a world record 2 million coronavirus infections, Donald Trump announced a campaign rally and his deputy, Mike Pence, posted and then deleted a tweet of campaign staff gathered indoors without face masks or physical distancing. Wednesday's disconnect appeared to confirm that the US president, obsessed with rebuilding the economy and winning re-election, is now ignoring the pandemic in the hope it will go away, even as COVID-19 cases rise in 21 states and his administration fails to bring the crisis under control. From this perspective, Trump's pandemic denialism has come full circle. He famously downplayed the threat at the start of the year, promising in February that the number of cases within a couple of days was going to be down close to zero while failing to adequately prepare testing and protective equipment. He then reversed course and declared a national emergency. April was dominated by daily coronavirus task force briefings at the White House as the president cancelled campaign rallies and declared himself a wartime president. But Trump allowed federal physical distancing guidelines to expire at the end of the month, urged state governors to end lockdowns, and lambasted those who exercised caution. The briefings abruptly stopped and the task force now meets only twice a week rather than daily, with Trump seldom present. 
But Trump's tunnel vision is now focused on re-election in November and returning to the campaign trail. After a three-month hiatus, he will hold a rally on June 19 in Tulsa, which is experiencing a surge of COVID-19 cases. He has promised more in Florida, Arizona, Texas and North Carolina, all of which are seeing sharp upticks. Yet the pandemic death toll is now above 110,000, higher than Trump predicted, and more than a dozen states are recording their highest averages of new cases since it began. Worst-case global heating scenarios may need to be revised upward in light of a better understanding of the role of clouds, scientists have said. Recent modelling data suggests the climate is considerably more sensitive to carbon emissions than previously believed. Modelling results from more than 20 institutions are being compiled for the sixth assessment by the United Nations Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, which is due to be released next year. Compared with the last assessment in 2014, 25% of them show a sharp upward shift from 3 to 5 C in climate sensitivity. The amount of warming projected from a doubling of atmospheric carbon dioxide from the pre-industrial level of 280 parts per million. This has shocked many veteran observers because assumptions about climate sensitivity have been relatively unchanged since the 1980s. That is a very deep concern, Johan Rockström, the director of the Potsdam Institute for Climate Impact Research, said. Climate sensitivity is the holy grail of climate science. It's the prime indicator of climate risk. For 40 years, it's been around 3 degrees centigrade. Now, we are suddenly starting to see big climate models on the best supercomputers showing things could be worse than we thought. He said climate sensitivity above 5C would reduce the scope for human action to reduce the worst impacts of global heating. It gives even stronger argument to step out of this COVID-19 crisis and move full speed towards decarbonising the economy. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News with your preferred podcast app, Ask your smart speaker or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Please leave a review on iTunes Podcasts or Amazon. 5-Minute News is an independent production covering politics, inequality, health and climate. Delivering unbiased, verified and truthful world news daily. A news story gets shared by a friend on social media, or you catch a tweet that really makes your blood boil. But how do you separate fact from fiction? That's the premise behind Disinformation, a 10-part series from Evergreen Podcasts and Emergent Risk International coming this fall. Tune in to Disinformation wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, don't believe everything you read.